Hello, and welcome to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. I am Steph, and I'm the owner and creative director at Vim. Vim's mission is to showcase the enthusiasm and passion of business leaders nationwide. I cannot wait to have you listen to the show and stick around. At the end, we talk a little bit about how you can be my next guest. All right, guys, we are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose, Leaders on Center Stage podcast. I'm so excited today. My guest, Rick, and I have been chatting since the Grammys, right? We have been talking, we've been geeking out about kind of some fun things that we have in common, some things that have connected us. And so when I saw Rick on my calendar today, I was so excited that we finally got to face to face and we're going to get to talk and learn more about uh, Jazz for Peace. Rick is the founder, Rick Delarada, founder of Jazz for Peace, um, headquartered in the thick of New York, New York Times. What did you call it? Hell's Kitchen? Uh, well, it's on the corner of Times Square, Times Square, and the neighborhood is Hell's Kitchen. So if you go a little bit left of Times Square, where all the you know all the Mickey Mouse and signs and neon is, you get to a neighborhood called Hell's Kitchen. I'm right in the corner of both of them. I'm looking down at 42nd Street. So like, it just really sounds like you are in the like it's thick of it. Right in the thick of it. Yeah. It's hard to get any thicker. That is, so I'm, I'm clearly, I've never been to New York and clearly I'm not a city gal because that is not my world, but that's so exciting. So awesome. So I'm just really excited. So off air, I have to tell you guys off air, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, Rick and I had a moment to geek out. So we're both avid, well, he's a skier. I'm a snowboarder. Um, Rick just got back from Utah, just doing, as you, if you're watching, you might notice that we have a little bit of the prized, uh, what would we call that? Well, I, you know, what happens, uh, as, as anyone who skis knows you, if, when you ski a, a lot, um, and you, cause you're, cause of your goggles, you end up, even though you try to protect yourself from the sun, your skin gets really dark down here and really light up here. And in ski country, that's, you know, that's cool. That's, you know, oh, you're cool. You know, you, you're obviously skiing a lot, hitting it. But when you get to, back to the city, like I just arrived today, you know, I, people might be looking at me like, you know, what, you know, what, why just, you know, why are you, why are you an Indian down here and a, you know, European up here or something like that? You know, you look like, you look happy, your face look like it's from different continents, but I don't know if it's noticeable on the camera or not, but I did, I just wanted to tell you that because it happens every time, you know, I always have yeah. this little raccoon face for a few days until it, everything blends back in together, you know. Signs of a good time. Uh, very good time. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> well, I love that we share that. I, um, you were, we kind of geeked off air a little bit about all of the different like mountains, um, and Colorado, Montana, Utah. So I'm here in Seattle. You're in New York. It's just so fun to have that commonality. And what I, you know, we didn't really talk too much about, but you perked my interest when you were sharing a little bit about actually, and I'm totally going bleh, off air. We got to dive in deep, but I don't want to forget that I want to talk about um, the way you were recruiting some of your band pe- band members, right, for that particular. So I want to get back to that, but we're going to kick off the show. <laughs> we're just diving in deep already. We're going to kick off the show as we always do, and I'm going to start with my my big question, my big ask. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Rick, what is your why? What is my why? Like, why is this or why is that? Why is the world the way it is? Why, why 
Jazz for peace. Why does Rick Delarada? Why? Right. Why me? Why would I do? You know, I'll be honest with you. Um, I do what I do. It goes back to uh, not the, the events of 9-11. And what happened was I was uh, living on the Lower East Side, not here, actually. I was living very close to the World Trade Center. I was living within a quarter of a mile of the, the events of the World Trade Center down on the Lower oh, wow. East Side. And I got a call from someone, a photographer on Wall Street. She was an amateur photographer who had taken pictures of me the day before. And but he, she had her job on Wall Street, you know, to pay for her photography, Jones. And uh, like like photographers do, you know, I, yeah. I, I told the story in another podcast, like Linda McCartney used to do that. She used to walk around and take pictures of Jimi Hendrix, you know, walk around this little park, uh, Washington Square Park and take Bob Dylan. And then when those guys got famous, she had their pictures. And, you know, for us, for us artists, like new, one thing magic about New York that you were wondering about the magic of New York, because your friend was telling you, right? Yeah. You can walk around here and you'll see amazing people, amazing, uh, you know, musicians and artists and painters. And you can literally go up to them and say, hey, do you need any pictures? Because I, you know, I just want to keep some negatives for myself and give you some pictures. And you can do that and take pictures of them. Anyway, so now she calls me and says, hey. I'm at work. I don't know how to call. We were hanging out yesterday. I just, I'm sorry to call you, but something crazy is going on. Blah, blah. I said, what? You know, she says something crashed into the other building and my, mm-hmm. my boss's son works in the other building and they're on the phone. He's telling him to get out of the building. And I like, I'm just, you know, she was frazzled. I said, you know what? Let me go up and take a look. Cause I'm on the fifth floor walk up in the East village. And I, the roof is just next to me. I just walk up the roof, you know, walk up the roof. I said, oh my God. You know, I just watched it. It was like walking into a movie. I was just yeah. watching it from less than a quarter mile away. So I, you know, I had never had anything happen like that. Nobody had real, who had, right? So right. like, what the heck? You know, every everything you saw, well, is you know, it was crazy. Way. <laughs> completely nuts, right? So yeah. all I could do is words came out of me and the words were a poem called Jazz for Peace. So those words came out and basically um, those words are what I had been thinking all along as I was touring all over the world as a musician. I was touring all over the world and I was meeting people from Hong Kong, from Japan, from, you know, Brazil, from Europe, all, all kinds of people. And I noticed that they all had a common thread and that was music and the arts and how it uh, crosses barriers and boundaries and unites people in a positive way and, and inspires people, no matter what language you are, no matter what religion you are, no matter what, you know, anything, it, it breaks all the barriers. And I'd been noticing that. I was like, darn, you know, they should use music and the arts to solve our world's problems because it unites, you know, it unites people. I've united Republicans, Democrats, I've united people who hate each other. And then what are those guys two doing here? Well, they're both here to support what you're doing. They don't, they don't like each other, but they're like what they like. They, they both want to see their kids, you know, that they will both want to see their community better. You know what I mean? These, yeah. these things. So anyway, it was a crazy thing because it was one of the worst. It was probably the worst thing I ever saw in my whole life, you know, from less than from, you know, from, you know what I mean? Inches away. Right. Uh, yet, it, yet from that, from that adversity came the greatest opportunity to actually be the change that I wanted to see in the world, as Gandhi said. And the crazy, the even crazier, that's a famous quote, as you know, right? Yes. Be the change you want to see in the world, right? One of the most famous quotes. But I ended up with a famous quote. 
And that's because after I wrote that poem, uh, there was we were all locked down and it was pandemonium. They finally opened up just in time for me to perform as a headliner at a jazz festival in Savannah, Georgia. And I had nothing but a poem there that was new, you know, and I read the poem and it just touched people. And I saw even my musicians were, you know, people were crying. And when I got back, I had another uh, concert coming up and those promoters were like, hey, what the heck did you do down in Savannah, Georgia? The people are, we're getting all this news about, you know, and I said, well, yeah, it's a poem. So anyway, they have a, um, a reporter calls me from that, from the town that I was playing in. It was upstate New York. And I get this call from a reporter. He had been familiar with me. So I just thought he was calling me to shoot the breeze. Hey, Rick, I hear you're playing in town. I didn't know what he was doing. He was recording it. You know, he was recording it for an article. But he didn't say nothing. He just called and started talking. I thought, no, tell me about this poem. Can you read this poem? You know, and he's just doing. So I read the poem and, and, and that came out in an article. But while I was talking to him off the top of my head, I'm just saying stuff. And I said, you know, you know, Brad, or I forgot his name, but, you know, you know, John, when if we, when we fill our souls up with creativity, with, you know, um, originality, with, uh, you know, uh, all of these, all of these things uh, that, that uh, all of our greatest qualities, which you find in music, you know, artistry, you know what I mean? Um, all of these qualities, basically that. And then the next part was we have, we have a better chance to avoid the behavior that leads to destruction. That was lifted. I don't know who lifted it, but that went viral from an article. And next thing I know, it's in these um, quotes websites, famous quotes websites that I didn't know about either. And next thing I know, people are like, my 50 famous quote, famous quotes, and they're posting them, and they're on Google. You know, I would Google looking for something, and I come up and I see that. I didn't see what I was looking for, but I see somebody put his and mine. You know, with Gandhi and with uh, you know all those people. So basically, why? Why I do what I do is because I'm trying to live up to the words of that freaking poem that just came out of me on the morning of 9-11. So trying to live up to those words has enabled me to go beyond what I ever dreamed of that I could do as, as a human being and hopefully inspire others to do the same because I come to the conclusion that every single one of us has the ability to do something special and unique and really can contribute tremendously to yeah. making our world a better place. And if we all did that, instead of, you know, just buying toothpaste and things that, you know, these corporations sell, you know, that's if you can't buy, you can still buy them, but you, you can do this too. You know what I mean? If we did do that, I don't know. I, it's the, I think the sky's the limit as to what the possibilities are of solving our world's problems. Yes. And so, through from that day, you had said that the words just kind of came, and I, I kind of hear this this trajectory of kind of circumstance, luck, dare we call it, but you know things kind of aligning. And when does the formal entity of Jazz for Peace come to be? And what was the er, origin story of like what was its first? In, what was the first intention for Jazz for Peace as an entity? I'm so glad you asked that because it started to grow similar to what our whole model is. And that's a tree, you know, it started with an incident of which I responded with a poem, the poem you could call a seedling. Now I have this poem and it's in the ground, it's a little seedling in the ground. You know, they don't always grow into trees. As you know, a tree brings a lot of things, but this one started growing because I then went and recited it at in front of 8,500 people at a, you know, at a, 
at a, a jazz festival. So now it starts to grow little roots because I did that, you know, grows a little root. Now these other people find out and they're like, hey, so that's what the same promoters like, you know, is there any chance you might put that to music by our concert with you? You know what I mean? They dropped that in me, you know, and I was like, hmm, maybe, you know, that's a good idea, actually. You know, let the cream rise to the top. That I had a good idea there. I did now it, I did get it to music and we started the concert off with Jazz for Peace. And that became the first Jazz for Peace concert, that one that I went after Savannah. Okay. So now and when, when was that? Were, like what year was that? Was that? It, I just wanna... That was okay. So that was you have no what was so crazy is 9-11-2001. Savannah was like September 25th or something, 2001, September 27th, whatever. Oh. Late. I'm no, 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 I'm so sorry. Yes, it was like literally between two or three weeks after 9-11. Because what happened was if you look and see the all the airlines were closed, and literally the day or two after the airlines were re reopened, I flew down to Savannah, Georgia. So that's how close that was. Then wow. I came back from Savannah, Georgia. It was now this is towards the end of the later part of September. 9-11 was September 11th, right? And then this was towards the end of September. Now the next, I think it was, uh, could have been the 4th or the 11th or something, the 4th maybe or the 8th of October. So a couple of weeks after that was this other event because these had been booked before 9-11, you know? Mm -hmm. And um that one was the one where I had put it to music. So now you see that that seedling is growing roots, right? So now what happens next? Well, what happens next is like, what are you going to do? Oh, now the, now the press comes out. Now the, now the, in the newspapers, all the newspapers come out. Delarada starts concert with jazz for peace. So now you uh. know what I mean? So in other words, now they're just, just launching like that way. And then that are that other, the pre, the pre concert interview, that gets lifted, that that famous quote, when we fill our souls, that gets lifted, you see what I mean? So now you see this little seedling that started with a poem growing into roots. You follow me? So now mm -hmm. you've got all these roots. Now you've got something powerful that can grow and just grow up above ground. You know, now you've got yes. the, you have a foundation. So what are you gonna do now? Well now, hey, let's do something above ground. Let's start, let's play a few concerts in New York City where I am anyway for you know easy easy peasy as they would say let's do a few of concerts to help some famous causes i figured there's probably 20 or 30 or outstanding organizations you know i had no idea there were over sixty thousand just in new york city alone but there was oh, only wow. yeah, well they're nonprofits, you know and that's what we do we try to we try to separate the wheat from the chaff and show the public organizations big or small old or new but the ones that are really dedicated to their mission you know, because some nonprofits, I don't know what they're doing. It looks to me like they're saving a lot on their taxes, but I don't see a lot of world saving. You know what I mean? Like they're right. saving on their taxes, but they're not saving the world. You know, they're say they're supposed to save the world, but they're saving on their taxes. But anyway, we're, we're there are a lot of people that are really passionate, and I would love to see those people thrive because they are the ones that are setting the example for what needs to happen in the future. So again, now we do these few little concerts. Now it's starting to grow branches. You see what I mean? Next thing mm -hmm. I know, we're up to like 250. Wow. And Mayor Bloomberg, who was the mayor at that time, is like, what? He had he writes me a letter like, hey, Rick, I've been hearing about these concerts you're doing. This is unbelievable. You got to keep going. I thought I was done. You know, I'm so maybe. <laughs> 
this is enough, you know. But no, you got to keep it like you like you got to, you know, like this. He writes this amazing letter. Right. And then I'm like, wow, guys like him are going to write a letter. I wonder who else is going to write me a letter, you know. And now we're like, well, we, we should expand it to the rest of the state. Next thing you know, it's the rest of the country. Next thing you know, I'm up to my 500th concert. I get a letter from Barack Obama and it just keeps going and going and going. And then I, then I start going around the world and I start getting letters from the prime minister of Kenya, you know, wow. like that. But yeah, you know, the interior something of Brazil. I mean, we have them and they're all there on our website where you can go uh, and see all that. We actually one page is called um, it's actually called jazzforpeace.wordpress.com. And then you go to there and you can click on anything, but you can put forward slash about and you'll get to the page I'm talking about. It's just the empowerment tree, all those famous people that, you know, you can see their actual letters. And then you keep going and you see testimonials from hundreds and hundreds of grant recipients, because that's what inspired us the most was when we did the event to help an outstanding cause. They always contacted us to tell us how much it meant to them. And that was that just made me, I, I was just, that just threw me through the roof. I couldn't believe I could make a difference like that. You know, I yeah. just didn't No, I didn't get, you know, no one ever told me. Yeah. So from this, this, you know, seedling that grew roots, that grew branches, that grew more branches than you expected, you saw this opportunity to support others doing great things through a grant program is what I'm, so tell me more about, is that the bread and butter of what Jazz for Peace focuses on today? Yeah, well, there's three things. There's the there's the benefit concert series, which, like I said, is is you know create like like amazing. You, you'll see for yourself when you go to that testimonials page, and just if you get to the bottom, you get a prize because no one's ever made it to the bottom of our testimony. I'm not expecting you to either. What I do is I just tell people just spring, do that, and then like you know they do the spin the wheel. What is the wheel of fortune? Go like that, and then go stop, and then just read that testimonial, and then go bing, and then stop and read that testimonial because you can't. There's just too many of all of them. There's hundreds and hundreds of. But these are all outstanding causes that we've helped. I had no idea that there were so many. And what we do is we do the same thing that that tree you're saying the jazz piece has grown for jazz piece. Why not grow an empowerment tree for them? Yeah. So what they do is they make they they look at what we do you can look at so many things what you like what you liked i already know is a three and a half minute how to get a grant in three and a half minutes remember you mentioned yes. that off camera well you let's say you watch that right or you're an outstanding cause you you could watch that in three and a half minutes if you want to if you're if you're led pressed by just that you don't have to keep going you could go to info at jazzforpeace.org and just say hey i just want to know i i uh you know that this looks interesting what you're doing it might be able to help. I wonder if it could help birds, you know, whatever we do, you know, your organization that, you know, makes that that's your passion. You know what I mean? Could be animals. It could, and it could, could be the environment. Everyone has a passion and we mm -hmm. want to connect with that passion because we feel like if, you know, if you're passionate about something, that's where we can really work with you. You know what I mean? Help you help that, which you're most passionate about that you want to help in the world cleaning the air, whatever it is, there's a million outstanding causes, helping children, all kinds of stuff, helping people in another country or in your own community. Anyway, whatever the outstanding cause is, your comment is whatever you say, because it's honest, just based on your honest comment. And we'll look at that and say, okay, great, but that is a seedling. Mm -hmm. Now, what can we do with that? Well, now we want to grow it into roots. So what we do is we'll create a document about what we want to do with your comment, how we want to grow your comment into funding. Okay. Okay. And it's a document that basically says, you know, um, 
jazz for peace has just got back from their ninth you know their blah 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 from half they've just got back from this or that They're, this is the 20th year of their united nations concert i even forgot to tell you about the united nations concert i'll never remember in the amount of time to tell you everything about jazz for peace but <laughs> anyway right now we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of our united nations concert that brought together israeli palestinian and american jazz musicians so you can imagine how big that branch was i mean we're starting to grow a redwood tree at that point you see what i mean yes so now uh you know whatever we say we we work together with you on a little one page that you then can share because if you're a nonprofit, you have board members hopefully you have volunteers hopefully you have supporters you have friends you have people who would love to see your passion grow and make our world better because that's that's why you're so passionate about it it's 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 a good thing that is something that you can do it's your contribution so you show it to those people you take this little one page after you've approved it because we can't make it perfect we just give you a template we put some stuff in it and we say what do you think of that back and forth until we get it just the way you want it. and then you say hopefully we hear from you and you say man my board must not love this you know when we get to that now i know we're now I know it's money, you know? So now you take that, show it to your board members, see what they say now. And then you make a list of just names and comments. That's all names and comments, names and comments. And that is a VIP list. So VIPs are the beginning. That's the, those are the roots. So your comment is a seedling. Those VIPs who come on board and say, wow, this is amazing. This, oh man, this is just what we need. Whatever they say, that's the roots of the tree. Those people will actually, um, they will actually hopefully feel like they got paid to attend the event because VIPs are the people who get all of the perks and amenities from sponsors, you know, all of those things, meet and greet ceremony, a list of things that VIPs love from us doing these events. We know how they love these and they get all those. They feel like they got paid to come. That's how we want them to feel. They're VIPs. So those are the people, those are the roots. Now, guess what we have with you and your VIPs? We actually have a confirmed event. So now with your application, Jazz for Peace can put on an event at no cost to you, hopefully with some funds already raised for you and in your bank account, okay? And then um, uh, if we also provide the staffing and the guidance. And in other words, we hold your hand to make it successful. Because some organizations, they wouldn't know what to do with a free world-class cultural event. They don't know how to go from there to, you know, we do. So we we work together, we just stick with you, work together with you and make this, we make this something that helps you get from where you are now to where you need to be. And that's why we get those testimonials that, you know, that people read and say, man, this looks too good to be true. I can't believe it. I didn't know anything like this existed. But that's yeah. why helping you get from where you are now to where you need to be. And we feel like we're making the world a better place by advancing, you know, an outstanding cause that someone is truly dedicated and passionate about. Not just something that's, you know, a tax write off at the end of the year, a dog and pony show or something like that. But really, you know, in your heart, you're 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 enriching yourself by by this, you know, by doing this. So are you you're supporting people through the grant writing and grant like application process, not providing the grant or both? Well, check this out. The grant is one, a world-class cultural event at no cost to you, right? Gotcha. Imagine what that would entail if you were to like fork over what that costs, right? Right, yeah. But then second of all, it's also the staffing, the the uh, the, uh, the event coordinator experience, expertise, the guidance, 
and all of the all of the templates that we use. You know, in other words, you need sponsors. We have templates that have worked for the Red Cross events for the Red. Here's what we did for the Red Cross. Here's a here's a here's what what do you, you know? We we have we we help you get the sponsors because you need sponsors. You need publicity and awareness. We show you how we've gotten you know the new you know the 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 news station in, in this town nearby you, or even in the town you're in. I mean, you're in Seattle. We've done tons of successful events in Seattle. We oh, would show you, man, we played at a place called the, in Bellevue, a beautiful place. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's called the Maidenbauer or something like that. If you ever check it out, it's a gorgeous uh, concert hall, you know, yeah. and, and I'll show you the testimony. I mean, if you were, I'd show you a testimonial from that organization. I mean, they were like, sent us this letter that was like, oh my God, you know, we almost cry when we get these letters because like, you know, for, and that's right from Bellevue. I'd love to show you that someday. I'd just like you to see it. It was great. Anyway, um, we show you those things. Now, how do we get, well, this is how we get it. This is how, what we've done to get publicity and awareness in the past. So now, you know, we're growing the tree, right? We're getting local sponsors. Publicity and awareness is another branch from there. If you have, if you have an event that's that successful, you can now approach national sponsors. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, just people, national people. I mean, like I'm just in my mind, Whole Foods has been sponsored a lot of events. That's the time we would go to Whole Foods and say, hey, look, look how good this is going to be for you. Right. You understand? Because a lot of people that never did this before, they're thinking, oh, I want to show them how good it is for us. You know, actually, if you show it how good it is for them, they're going to be more interested. You know what I mean? Because they don't want to miss out on something like that because it's good for their brand to, to be right. a part of this. It really is. And yeah. when you get, but when you get to this level, that's what we're trying to teach you. Do these steps first. Now with this in place, right? You've got local business, you've got VI, the VIPs and the expanded VIPs. Because sometimes with the VIP thing, those people invite their friends that they mm -hmm. wanted to bring into your organization that they haven't been able to before. They've been trying to tell them about it on the bowling alley, you know, and they're like in between strikes and spares. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Now we got an event for you. Check it out. It's Jazz for Peace. You're going to have a blast. You're going to be a VIP. It's, you know, all this stuff. And oh, yeah, I'll tag along with that. Now we get them into this event. Now we can convert them to seeing the great work you're doing and being on board with you year after year. You see what I mean? So we've mm -hmm. got that. We've got the local sponsors. We've got the publicity and awareness. That tree, if you click on it, you can click on each branch. So if you click on branch three, you see me on NBC television talking about an outstanding cause. You know, that outstanding cause, you know, hasn't even been on their local radio station, let alone, you know, the NBC affiliate. So they're like, wow, you look at all the people finding out about us, you know, from your interview with them. Well, yeah. you know, that's what we do. We try to get publicity and awareness for your organization, which you can see us doing by clicking on that becomes interactive. Branch number four, like I told you, now we can go to those major, we can go to, you know what I mean, uh, um, international or national sponsors, and they're going to be impressed with what they see. You follow me? From there, to be honest with you, we can go to another branch called prestigious uh, what do we call it? Prestigious and supporters. prestigious and celebrity supporters. So that's the thing. I don't even have anything by memory. It's so much to memorize because I'm trying to memorize music. But that branch, as you're looking at it, is exactly what it says. If you click on that branch, you see prestigious and celebrity performers, all who came on board on different jazz or piece events. Why? Because what we'll do is we will try to match your passion with the prestigious supporters passion you see what i mean yeah so that's yeah. why sometimes you'll find us you know uh, like um 
I know Jennifer Lopez came on board with, uh, you know, one we did in Nigeria. Well, it was, we were empowering, it was women's empowerment. And that is something that she's interested in. You see what I mean? Right. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, one time I went to Africa and I'm like, I want to see what that prime minister is interested in. Oh my God. And I, I saw an interview he gave on the BBC trying to address the issues that we were addressing in the, in the, the great migration where they have the great migration, you know, uh, it's, it's up on the Tanzania, Kenya border. And he was talking about the importance of doing, of, you know, doing, and here we were doing a concert to get these uh, people to all the landowners to sign agreements that protect the wildlife, that protect the Mara river, that protect the indigenous Maasai people. You know what I mean? We're doing it. What he's saying. So I said, we got to kind of, and you know, sometimes volunteers, like they don't even, they said, wow, you're going to get, you never been to Africa. How are you going to get that guy on board? I said, look, we're doing what he, you know what I mean? If he yeah. really believes in this, he's going to come on board. I, it was a little, it was a little tough getting these people motivated, but once we got the document to him, you should see his letter. We have it online. You can, you can read it. It's, it's, a, you know, it's, you know, it's crazy. It's amazing. But he believed he wants to save that region. You see what I mean? Yeah. So mm -hmm. we connected to his passion and he just loved the event that we did there, you know, for, yeah. for, to save, save the Maasai Mara. But anyway, that's number five. Number six, by the way, is all kinds of fundraising uh, techniques that you can do. Um, and again, there, in other words, we share all different fundraising techniques. So sample, we'll say, hey, we learned this from this event in Boise, Idaho. What do you think of this idea? What do you think of this, you know, this thing we did out in Long Island, a silent auction where we got the people from this TV show, you know, the Sopranos to blah, blah, you know, that kind of stuff. So what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And we, we explore, you know, so anyway, you see it's a, it's a tree of empowerment. And when you combine a little bit of all of those things, now you've got a helpful step forward. That's more, that it's more important than just trying to throw money at a problem. Yeah. It's, it's, you are using jazz for peace as the catalyst to help organizations that have a true fundamental passion and drive and purpose to better the world. Jazz for Peace is the catalyst to get you to grow from a seedling to a full-blown bushy, bushy tree. And you have all these different layers to help these organizations start with something that unites us, this jazz, these, these experiences, these performances, um, and then the experience and the, I guess, um, the experience, the, what, what's the word I want? You have these layers that you can help right. layer on. That's so who listeners who have a nonprofit, nonprofit are affiliated with a nonprofit, support a nonprofit that they right. love and maybe want to mention, Hey, I, I listened to this podcast. I heard Rick, he was talking all about this opportunity we could maybe right. potentially take advantage of how, how does one go about working with you and, um, starting to plant their seed with jazz for peace? Right. So in all honesty, there is no way that there isn't uh, something that appeals to you at any level with jazz for peace, because a, you could be a nonprofit yourself watching that, you know, that's a bingo right there. I mean, you're a nonprofit yourself wanting to be a recipient of all these things that 850 outstanding causes have already received. Um, and by the way, every tree is unique and so will yours. It'll be unique. You know, some, some have this branch really big and this branch really small. As you know, there's no true two trees that look exactly alike. So you, you're, let's say you're a nonprofit, you know, the obvious, obviously you want to get started with Jasper Peace simply by 
reviewing, watching this podcast and sending a comment at info at jazzrepeats.org, you know. Uh, but let's say you're affiliated with a nonprofit. Okay, great. Uh, you could do it that way. You know, you, you can just tell your tell your board member or tell anybody, hey, check out this podcast. You know, just share the podcast with somebody. Let's say you're a volunteer of us or let's say you're a friend of somebody who has a passion for doing something. Or let's say you want to start something. You have a passion for something. You've never done it. And you want to start it. You know what I mean? So there's all kinds of levels. Let's say you just want to you hear the music I'm going to play here and you're like, I want to go see this live. You could, you know, that could be a reason for enough for you to say, you know what, I'm going to walk over to the animal shelter next door and tell them about Jazz for Peace and see if we, you know, because I tell them how much I would like to be a VIP at, at the event if they apply. You know what I mean? So there's mm-hmm. no way, there's no, and there's no barrier to entry. Okay. Fantastic. And so we, um, we're going to do a couple things. I'm going to make sure you guys have in the show notes, jazzforpeace.org. Um, if you want to just connect with Rick immediately, just uh, email him at info at org, and, you know, just drop him a line, tell him what the great things you're doing and let's start that seedling conversation. Um, and then uh, Rick, you had said that you would play something for us and I want it. I would, I'm so excited to hear what you have to play and then we'll wrap up. Cool. So basically um, the last year I was, I was, um, I was, you know, skiing like I was doing this year. And all these people started calling me jazz man, you know? So I, ca- I came back and, and this person now uh, down in um, Soho, the, uh, China, this is another word that you might enjoy down in the, uh, down in uh, below the West village, a really cool neighborhood. You should check out too. When you come to New York, he's got a studio in Soho, it's a recording studio and he's doing a podcast. He's waiting for me to get back. Like, Rick, what, you know, when are you getting back here? I've been waiting for you for months. You know, I'm back on this day. Great come down. We've got to get you in here. And, you know, I came with my raccoon face and everything. <laughs> and he's like, you know, you got to play some, what are you going to play? And I'm like, thinking, Jesus, what and all I can think of is jazz, man. These people calling me jazz, man, all the time. You know what I mean? Hey, jazz, man. You know, I said, why don't I just do Carol King's jazz, man? You know, that was a hit for hers in the 1970s. I don't know if you you know, you might not, might be, you might have been born yet, but it was a great song by her that a lot of people know, you know, something familiar. Yeah. So I, I played that and now I'm right back in the same position. So I figure I'll try to, I haven't played it in a long time. Who knows what will happen, but I'll, I'll try. Now I'm going to go into something. It's it's kind of a freeform jazz thing. I'm going to make it up. I'm just going to be completely unique to your podcast. And that's what I like to do. Something completely okay. unique. And it's called Free J-A because I found out going to Haiti that jazz is a misspelled word. It's really J-A-S, which is a Creole word. And that's where the Creole people came from Haiti to New Orleans, and they started calling what Louis Armstrong was doing jazz. And then it's so a J-A-S-S. And so New Orleans bands, if you see someone with a really traditional New Orleans bands, they'll say, you know, Bourbon Street Jazz Ensemble, J-A-S-S, because they're so oh. traditional. They know, only they know and me, because I talked to one of them, and he said, <laughs> yes. That's why we call it J-A-S-S. Anyway, this is called free. I took the S's off because, you know, nobody knows it. Z's are misspelled anyway. Now we have free J-A, and that's somebody I maybe want to free. Actually, I do want to free this guy. So we call it free J-A, and it's free jazz. And so I'm going to you know, go into it. It'll segue into that. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Thank you. 
goodness rick one of my most like favorite things about watching that and listening to that is just seeing you go into your zone thanks great here in my world we call that our marination and i and i know that's kind of a weird thing to throw in but um our team has to go into this like marinating mode where we just kind of sit in in our absorption of our clients and what they do and what's important to them and how do we take that and marinate in it and sit in it and get deep with it. And I think watching you, I see that like passion and that depth and you kind of, you go internally and like it kind of mirrored that like marination period for us, um, for you to just kind of go internal and just like block out everything and just feel it. And I loved that. Great. Great. That's a great description. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, what I hope to do, because, you know, I've, I've played every style of music and um, a lot of times jazz, you know, can be a little bit too on the ethereal side and it can lose the listener and kind of go over people's heads. Sometimes it goes over my head even. And I'm like <laughs> the last person that should be losing, you know. So sometimes I like to just take a, a song that maybe I would pl have played at a piano bar in Norway or something and just bring pull the people in that way, then take them on a journey. You know, and yeah. hope that they ride, hope they stay on the ship with me. 
Nice. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, listeners, I will make sure that the show notes has jazzforpeace.org so you can go and get a hold of Rick. Um, if you are listening, if you are a nonprofit, if you know a nonprofit, if you have a cause that you want to get from seedling stage to full-blown branches and touching as many as you need to touch and want to touch, then it sounds like Rick's your guy. So I will make sure you guys know how to get a hold of him. Rick, I really appreciate you making the time to come and hang out with me this afternoon or or almost evening for you now. Yeah, well, you know, it, a jazz musician's day is 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. So it's actually, uh, you know, <laughs> technically I haven't even had breakfast yet. So it's, it's still <laughs> early for me. But yeah, I think uh, nice. I, I, I'm delighted to spend the time with you today. We had a great time. Nice. Well, thank you again. And guys, until next time. Steph here. Thank you so much for listening to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. If you are a successful business owner and you lead your business with passion, we'd love to feature you on our show. We'd love to share with the world what makes your business great and how you have intentionally led passion throughout your business. Also, if you got any value or little tidbits from this episode, please take a minute to screenshot the episode and share it on your favorite social media platform. Be sure to tag us so we can properly thank you and we love deepening our connection with our listeners. We are regularly putting out new episodes to feature leaders such as yourself who lead with passion on purpose. So be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss any future episodes. For more episodes, guest information, or details on the show, please visit getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. That's getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. Once again, I'm Steph. I am the owner and creative director at Vim. And thank you for listening to the show.